Blog Talk Radio.
Good morning, good morning, good morning. On this 23rd day of the fourth month of 2023. Wow. It seems like we were just on April 1st. Um, To be honest, it seems like we were just on January 1st of 2023. Really? Christmas and all the other months of last year. But God. So I want to uh, congratulate everyone for making it to another month in 2023 and celebrate the fact that you are listening to the World Wide Web, where Smile3 is presenting uh, a message on this morning. And it could be to you. It could be to me. Or let's say it is for everyone who has the pleasure of listening to what God has to say this morning. Minister Sylvia, are you available to pray for the program today and Minister uh, Margot, a special prayer for her and our Aunt Catherine and um, our family members that uh, are dealing with some losses on today, especially Roy and Lottie um, in the program. Are you available this morning? prayer. Are you on mute? Okay, I guess Minister Sylvia isn't available for prayer. No, I was on mute. Sorry about that. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes, ma'am. Okay, thank you for the opportunity to pray for ourselves one for another. Thank you for the opportunity to pray for the World Wide Web. Father God, we just come before you on today, Lord, with our arms open, our mouth open, our hands parted to receive your blessings on today, God, your blessings of forgiveness, forgiving us of every sin that we have committed, forgiving us for every sin we have spoken. God, for we trust in you that you are our Lord and our Savior. God, we thank you for the opportunity to hear this broadcast on today, to be a part of this ministry on today, God. Just said, I want to say thank you again. God, I ask you to open the ears of your people so that they may hear what the word is saying, that they may hear what you are saying to them, God. Open their hearts so they can receive the word. Open their minds so they can meditate on the word. God, we just want to say thank you. Thank you, O oh Lord. Thank you for covering us, God. Thank you for covering our going out and our coming in, oh God. Thank you for speaking into our lives, oh God, and we're receiving your word. Thank you, Lord, for letting us be a participant in your ministries, God, whether it's here, there, or anywhere. God, wherever your ministry is, God, we're just asking you to give us the heart to want to be a part of ministering to the people. You said your word would go out into every highway and byway. Your word will be heard throughout the world. God, and in this day and time, this is the time that your word needs to be heard. God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for the people that have gone on before us. We thank you for the celebration in heaven that we know that it is going to pour down blessings on us, oh God, for celebrating along with you. Lord, we just thank you. God, we just ask you to cover 
our sick ones, those are that's laid up in the hospital, those are not well at home, those that cannot get around, God. We just thank you for the opportunity to pray for them, O oh Lord. God, we just ask you to cover their minds, cover their hearts, keep their faith, God. Keep their strength, O oh Lord. God, teach us how to pray. God, give us a desire to want to pray. Teach us how to come to you, God, wholeheartedly, honestly, and faithfully. Teach us how to come to you for what you put into us, not what others have said to us to do, oh God. But God, we know that you have an altar that we can go to and pray on it, oh Lord. Thank you for covering our house. Thank you for covering our children. Thank you for covering our family. Thank you for covering our jobs, oh God. We thank you for favor on these jobs. We thank you for favor in these schools. We thank you for favor when we walk out the door, God. We just thank you for favor, oh Lord. On today, God, we ask you for your favor to cover us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, and amen. So, over time, and in order to compensate for various conflicts, actions, situations, doubts, slash uncertainties, and due to the very cares of a life, it has appeared many times that these challenges were big. These various challenges of life were sometimes even discouraging. Or we were in between acknowledging, even once Minister Sylvia has already prayed, we were in between us acknowledging our blessings and how blessed we are. The fact that we're highly favored by God. Especially when it's during those God-given tests and those trials that God allows in order to perfect us, perfect our trust on him and for him. We, some of us, or should I make this personal and say, I, me, myself, and I, have tried to protect our families, even ourselves, and even others from failure by refusing to take risks, staying stuck in relationships and in past situations or mindsets. Some of us have even tried to do it in order to uh, protect ourselves from rejection or others refusing to be in relationships with us or not giving God our whole heart or even giving that loved one who loves us unconditionally 
our hearts due to the fear of being rejected. What about those conflicts that we've tried to protect ourselves from for hiding what we really think or feel? Because we don't want people to judge us, as we would say. Some of us have been hiding our weaknesses because we don't want to be criticized. We didn't want people to see our humanity. Mm, My God. Some of us have even tried to be controlling, to control and manipulate the entire situation because we don't want people to see that we sometimes stress over things that we cannot control. Or should I say I? We try to sometimes be people little G's. And sometimes to be our own. Well, God is about to have some of us spiritually and physically, and some of you both, on a weekly basis to sow some things. On a monthly basis, sow some things. And others, it's going to be other times saying that um, He has us to do, and all of it is because it's going to be leading to the answer to the question that you've been asking God. Some of you are still, some of us are still asking God, why me? Instead of why not me? Some of us have been saying, God, when are you going to have somebody that surrounded me that prays for me? God, when are you going to surround me with people that bless me? God, who's blessing the blesser? Who's praying for the intercessor? Who's providing charity to the giver? Who's taking care of and opening these doors that you've given me for others to open them for me? And shut them for me. Who God knows about the very instructions that you've been giving me to keep my focus on you. And you're saying, don't get distracted because some people that he's going to give these things to sow to, they're going to get an instant answer from God. And sometimes it's going to be tempting to compare yourself to how quickly they got an answer or looking at someone else and seeing how slowly they received their answer or how slowly or quickly God sent someone to bless them or pray for them. It's going to be a distraction from the enemy who's trying to abort and to delay what God has in store for you. And the complete manifestation that God has for you, for your revival, for your restoration, for your refreshing, for your rejuvenation, for your answer from God. Not just for what you ask God for, but for what he promised your mother and your father 
and your grandmother and your great, 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 you're here, you're there. Because, see, the promises of God are still yea and amen, and they're still stored up for you. But this is the time for the release. On the 23rd of April, um, God unctioned me to his Holy Spirit to write on Facebook, greeting, 2023 has been truly a why not me year, day, hour, minute, second, nanosecond, et cetera, et cetera. And I thank God for the honor and privilege of being his in every way. And then earlier that week on the 21st, I was unctioned to write, Father God, teach us to know when wisdom speaks and teach us how and when wisdom speaks to listen and honor what wisdom is saying and to thank you, Father God, in advance and even in hindsight. And then... uh, He had me make it important. This message is approved by wisdom. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And then a few weeks ago on April 11th, at 11, after 11, it was 11, 10 p.m., God reminded me to tell the people, and especially Minister Marco, miracles, 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 another one and another one and another one and another miracle. Look at God. See, the wisdom of God has been hovering over each and every one of our lives all of 2023. Not that it hasn't been there before, but it's a special, uh, as they would say, dose or special anointing or a special uh, miraculous power of the wisdom of God for 2023. See, God is going to visit many of us in very vivid dreams and visions and even give us thoughts and manifestations of the things that he's told us to pray, those prophetic words that God has been releasing through you for his glory all of 2023. So I hear the spirit of the Lord saying to you, The trying of your faith has been a vehicle that will and is leading you to trust in God even the more. It's going to manifest a yes, Lord, in all the things that he's speaking through you. It's going to manifest a trusting of God, a giving God all of his glory. So much so where when people would try to get you to even take a smidget of his glory, you'll say, no way. Because if you take his glory, it's going to hurt you in ways that you don't need to be hurt. Because God will share his glory with no one. The word of God reminds us that the enemy comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy, meaning that those things that the enemy is coming to destroy 
is he wants to destroy your faith and your love for God. He wants to steal and destroy that abundant life. Because see, John 10 and 10 says, The thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. See, the abundance, the abundance, the abundance of life is what God has for us on this side of heaven. Not just when we're in glory, glory and, and, and reigning with him, but on this side of heaven. The enemy wants to steal and kill and destroy your peace of mind. He wants to steal and kill and destroy you even knowing that you have God's agape love. Kill and steal and destroy you standing on the fact that you know you can trust God. And guess what? He knows he can trust you for real. Hmm. Isn't it strange how many of us forget all of the things that have happened in our lives just because we trusted God? Let's think back. How many achievements and accomplishments and things has God given you? Even money. How many times have you asked God for something and you got it? whether it was money, a car, transportation, protection. How many times has God blessed you so where it looked like there was no job, there was no nothing coming in, but God blessed you? How many times have you given God's glory for all of that that he's done to your family, your friends, your sorrows, your friends? your battle buddies, your supervisors, your leaders, your followers, your friends. How many times, the clerics, how many times did you even give it to yourself? But we know it was God. How many times did you forget about how you yourself had been in a place of peace right in the midst of the storm? How many times have you put your own opinions and thoughts and ways in your so-called wisdom and experiences and education and degrees and jobs before God and said that you did it? But you know God did it. He was the reason you gained all of that. How many religious doctrines and behaviors and rules and organizations and hierarchies have you thought was your source? But we know it was God. Psalms 53, 1 through 2, the message version says, Bloating their gas, God is gone. It's like poison gas. They foul themselves. They poison rivers and skies. Thistles are their cash crop. God sticks his head out of the heaven. He looks around and he's looking for someone, one man, 
even God expecting just one real God-ready woman. God's looking for someone that's ready. It didn't say getting ready. A man, a woman, a God-expecting person that expects God to bless, that expects God's favor, not because of who you are, but because of who he is. Psalms 27 and 3, the message version says, When besieged, I'm calm as a baby. When all hell breaks loose, I'm collected and cool. That's right. No matter what's going on with you and in your life, you're calm. You're collected and cool because you trust God and you know that God's going to do just what he said. Psalms 31 and 14, Aunt Lucy says, that as for me, I trust confidently in you and your greatness, O Lord. I said, you are my God. John 14 and 1, Amplified Version says, do not let your heart be troubled afraid, or even cowardly. Believe confidently in God and trust in him. Have faith. Hold on to it. Rely on it. Keep going and believe also in me, talking about God. Hebrews 4 and 16 even reminds us to have confidence that we can find help in times of need. That help is in God, that trust and confidence is in God. First Corinthians 10 and 13 reminds us that God will not test us beyond that we can endure because God is faithful to us. Yes, he will allow something, but he knows that even in those temptations, we have the ability to make it through. Promise that he'll always provide us a way of escape if we endure until the end. He's promised us that he will never leave us or forsake us even in those difficulties that appear to not have a solution because he's going to give us the solution. The answers to our prayers are always there. Whether the answer is yes, no, not now, wait, uh, connect to this person or that person or this thing in order to get it. But we have to learn how to trust God even before we receive the complete answer. We have to learn how to trust God even after we receive the answer. So the first thing that we talked about was standing on the fact that we can trust God and he can trust us for real. Now, the second thing I want to talk about is practicing trusting God, making it a habitual thing that in all that we do, we trust God. It says that if we do something 21 times, that it becomes a habit. So let's practice knowing that the word of God is alive and active and that it's God-breathed according to Second Timothy 
3 and 15, and that able to make wise decisions through faith in Jesus Christ. Because we preach and we read the word of God from the Bible, and we trust in his word. We grow through his word. We're transformed and metamorphosized through his word, that our life, as we hear it, and we read the word of God, on a regular basis that we've learned through our personal experience and encounters with God, that we can trust him at every point in our life, whether we feel pain, whether we're walking in uncertainty, whether we're suffering, whether we're looking for understanding, whether we're looking at God and saying, but God, this is too long. And he's saying, but endure, endure until the end. Endure in these various circumstances and situations because you can trust me. You can have every part of your total being to know that you can have confidence that God is going to do just what he said. He's going to wholeheartedly do just what he said. I challenge you on today to put your confidence in God and not in mankind. So like I said, God can trust you. You can trust God, and you're making it a practice. You know how doctors practice medicine, and people go and see them every day and get blood tests and medication, and they believe in that doctor. Well, God is the doctor of doctors, and we can depend on him. We can know that everything, every day, as we are the source and the attention of God, for he wishes that we would fellowship with him and have a relationship with him. And even while we're having it, we can trust in the Lord with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding. Why? Because God is just who he said he is. Now, one of the things about trusting God is knowing that God will give us his wisdom. For he said, if any man lack wisdom, let him come. See, the wisdom of God is not like the wisdom of man. The wisdom of God is irreplaceable, is irreputable, and there's none greater than his wisdom. Romans 11 and 33 tells us, Oh, the depths of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgment and his paths beyond tracing it out. See, we have to know that God is true and that he's worth trusting. If you're going to trust the car that you drive, the truck that you drive, if you're going to trust the seat that you Uh, sit in, if you're going to trust the bed that you lay in, if you're going to trust the locks on the doors, if you're going to trust your legs to walk, if you're going to trust your hands to write, if you're going to trust the sound to come from your mouth when you speak, if you're going to trust that you can hear God, these are conscious expectations and experiences. But God is saying, Know that he's the source of all of that. Know that your plans, your expectations, your experiences, your motives, your agendas, all must be yielded 
to God's will, to God's way, because you're learning to trust God. Some of you may say, but I trust them, but sometimes I doubt them. Well, be honest with God. Confess all your unbelief. Let them know that you need his help in learning how to yield and surrender and to totally commit and depend on him. Surrender to God with your with your very mouth, with your thoughts, with your heart, and let him know that you want to learn how to be totally dependent on him. Just like the Father did in Mark. Mark, the ninth chapter, the 23rd through 25th verse. The New King James Version says, Jesus said to him, If you can believe all these things are possible to him who believes, immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Death. And dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. See, even Proverbs 3 and 6 says, in all your ways to acknowledge God and he will make your path straight. See, when we will admit to God that we have troubles in trying to not only trust him but believe in him, we can know that without a shadow of a doubt that his promises are still yea and amen. See, evening, morning, noon, when we cry out in distress, God hears us according to Psalms 55 and 17. We can know that the key or one of the keys to God giving us the trust that we want is that we just have to be honest enough to tell God, here I am. It's me. Not my brother, not my sister, not my cousin, not my uncle, not my aunt, not my friend, but here I am, God. Help thine, my unbelief. And then, while he's helping us, we have to resist the devil, so that he can flee. Because, see, the enemy is the one who wants us to doubt God, who wants us not to believe God. But, see, James 4, 7 through 10 says, the message version, so let God work his will in you. Yell aloud no to the devil and watch him make himself scarce. Say a quiet or even a loud yes to God. And he'll be there in no time. Quit dabbling in sin here and there, the north, the south, the east, and the west. But ask God to purify you internally and externally. Quit playing the field with God. Quit playing around acting like you want God. This is not about games. This is not about having fun. Let's get serious, really serious. Get down on your knees before the master. It's the only way you'll get on your feet. See, 
when uh, Lady Michelle Obama said about going low when people are trying to act all high and mighty. It's biblical. We have to know that God is great. He's high and lifted up. So all of these desires of the flesh and lust of the eyes and the prize of life, according to 1 John 2 and 16, they're stumbling blocks that the enemy puts in our ways so that we won't focus on God and the things of God, but we'll focus on the desires of our flesh and the lust of our eyes and the pride of life. But we must know that when we flee evil desires, even in our youth, and we pursue righteousness and faith and love and peace, along with those who call on the Lord, our heart becomes pure, according to Second Timothy 2 and 22. See, we have to spend our time yielding and defending and honoring and worship and leaning on God. Proverbs 3, 6 through 12 in the message version says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. Don't assume you know it all. Run to God. Run from evil. Your body will glow with health. Your very bones will vibrate with life. Honor God with everything you own. Give him your first and your best and everything. Your barns will burst. Your wine vats will brim over. But don't, dear friend, resent God's discipline. Don't soak under his loving correction. It's the child he loves that God corrects. A father's delight is behind all of this. And then once you realize that God is allowing some things to happen because he's uh, perfecting your faith and your trust, make sure you make God the first priority in all your life. I ask you a question. Are you God-centric or are you me, myself, and I-centric? See, we have to ask God to annihilate and destroy everything in our life and in our lives that causes us to be self-centered, that causes us to be selfish, that causes us to be me, myself, and I-centered. Are you a praiser of what you do? Are you always telling people what you did, but you forgot to tell people that God allows you to do this. God allows you to do that. See, God is saying to thank him for everything that he allows you to do. God is saying thank him for all of the successful things that he's placed in your life, your careers, your wealth, your good, your health, your promotions, et cetera, et cetera. But honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops, then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over like new wine. That's Proverbs 3, 9, and 10. So do you honor him with your wealth, your first, your last, or in the middle? When is God honored? Is it first or in hindsight? When 
do you say, God, I am God-centered, not self-centered, but God, everything that I do, you get the glory, you get the praise for it, and I thank you for it. Thank you, God, for teaching me not to be me-centered, but to be God-centered. And then once you become God-centered, make sure that everything in your life aligns with his word, your behavior, your actions, what's good in your life. Because, see, remember, the enemy wants you to be deceitful. He wants you to be indifferent. He wants you to be evil. But God wants you to be pure. Even the prophet Jeremiah declares that the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? That's Jeremiah 17 and 9. And even Proverbs says, despise the Lord's discipline. Do not resent his rebuke. So why would you despise the Lord's? See, that's a question. Why, according to Proverbs 3 and 11, would you despise the Lord's discipline? Why would you resent his rebuke? Because we have to know that there's things that are hidden and planted in our hearts. Psalms 119 and 11 says that God has hidden and planted his word in our hearts that we might not sin against him. So even in the midst of the Lord's discipline, even in the midst of the Lord's rebuke, he knows that we won't sin against him. See, God will deal with our hearts, our minds, and our souls according to his word because he put his word in us through his Holy Spirit that dwells within us. So we can know that we don't need to despise the Lord's discipline. We will know that we don't need to resent his rebuke because God has planted his word through his Holy Spirit on the inside of us. So don't let the enemy place the uh, deceitful doubts in our hearts, but tell God, I believe but help find my unbelief. Let him take care of the things that are on your mind so that you will meditate on his word day and night, that you might not sin against him, so that you, your very soul, will line up with and listen to and hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. For his Holy Spirit is our navigator, our compass, our guide, some people would even say our GPS, our map. He gives us instructions from the very promises of God that will lead us straight to God when we listen and obey. And as Minister Sylvia even prayed, not knowing that this was part of the message, he that have an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit of God is saying. Because she God gave her that, to say that, because see, Revelations 2, 17 and 29, according to the message version, says, 
Are your ears awake? Listen. Listen to the wind words, the spirit blowing through the churches. I'll give the sacred manna to every conqueror. See, we're more than conquerors. I'll also give a clear, smooth stone inscribed with your new name, your secret new name. Are your ears awake? Listen. Listen to the wind words and the spirit blowing through the churches. Second Timothy, first chapter, verses 13 through 14 says, So keep at your work, his faith and love rooted in Christ, exactly as I set it out for you. It's as sound as the day you first heard it from me. Guard these precious things placed in your custody by the Holy Spirit who works in us. Matthew eleven thirteen through 20, Amplified Version says, For all the prophets and the law prophesied up until John, and if you are willing to accept it, John himself is the fulfillment of Elijah as the messenger who was come before the kingdom. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear and heed my words. But to whom but to what shall I compare this generation? It is like little children sitting in the marketplaces who call to the others and say, We piped the flute for you, playing weddings. You did not dance. We wailed and uh, sat dirges, playing funerals. You did not mourn and cry aloud, for John came neither eating nor drinking with others. And they say, he is a demon. And the son of man came eating and drinking with others. And they say, look, a glutton and drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners, including non-observant Jews. Yet wisdom is justified and vindicated by her deeds in the lives of those who respond to me. See, the unrepented said Then he began to denounce the people in the city in which most of his miracles were done because they did not repent and change their hearts and lives. Because see, even Jesus, after all that he did, the miracle signs and wonders, he said the people's heart and lives didn't change. John 14, 26 and 27, the vestige version says, I'm telling you these things while I still live in you with you, the friend, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send at my request, will make everything plain to you. He will remind you of all the things I have told you. I'm leaving you well and whole. That's my parting gift to you, peace. I don't leave you the way you're used to being left, feeling abandoned, bereft. So don't be upset. Don't be distraught. After all, God's Holy Spirit is a gift from God to all of us, especially to us. So now let's trust God and rest in God and his agape love and remember how faithful God is to us, so we must trust him. Remember that God is not bound by time, not by the cares of this world, 
not by a nanosecond, not by a minute, not by an hour, not by a day, not by a week, not by a month, not by a year, not by a decade of our lives. For God isn't bound by these boundaries of time like we are. So let's deny ourselves and follow Jesus, follow God, follow the unctioning and guidance from his Holy Spirit, according to Matthew 16 and 24. Let's trust in God with our whole heart. Let's know that God is with us and that he will be with us, according to Matthew 28 and 20. See, by trusting God, our faith is made stronger. Our patience is made deeper. Our relationships with God and his people become more intimate. We become united in him. Even 1 Corinthians 6 and 17 says, But the one who is united and joins the Lord is one spirit with him. John 17 and 23 reminds us about how Christ dwells in our heart, reminds us about how he's rooted in our hearts, his love. It reminds us about how the comprehending of the very saints is from God in various widths and depths and heights. It reminds us about the love of Christ that surpasses all knowledge and experiences and understanding. It reminds us how we can be filled and flooded with God's very presence himself. It reminds us about the very purpose that God has super abundantly made things available to us as we dare to ask and think and how he infinitely goes beyond our very prayers and hopes and dreams according to his power within us. See, from Genesis to Revelation, and from the beginning to now, God's record shows that he cannot lie, that he is trustworthy, and that we can trust him. So let me leave you with these thoughts, this soul food, about how important it is that we must trust God. Even in Galatians 3, 5 through 6, it talks about how God lavishes us with his presence and how his Holy Spirit works things out for us. It reminds us about the strenuous moral things that God does just because we trust him. It talks about how he did things for Abraham, he'll do it for us. How he did things for Solomon, he'll do it for us. How he's done things for David, and he'll do it for us. It tells us to believe in God. And to turn to God, to know that he is right. And that when we don't believe, remember, as in Mark, ask God to help our unbelief. Additionally, First Peter, First uh, chapter 18 through 21, reminds us that we're on a journey. And this journey that we're on with God is deep. It's plenty. And yet we have to know that we've got to get out of this dead end worldly life that we grew up in. God's going to get us out of it, but we must first get out of the things that it causes us to have, those blemished thoughts. For our Lamb of God had unblemished thoughts. We must know that in the public eye, we sometimes can appear wise when we agree with them. But God is telling us to agree with them, agree with the sacrifice of Messiah, agree with God raised him from the dead, 
Agree with God, glorify him. Agree with that we must trust in God. Agree that we will have a future in God. And lastly, the first John, uh, fifth chapter, the first through the tenth, uh, the first and the tenth verse reminds us about how we must overcome this world, that we must believe deeply in Jesus Christ. We must trust in Jesus Christ that he is the Messiah. He is the anointed one born of God. He is the one that was a gift for us through the rebirthing of God, through the cross where he was born again spiritually, and he was transformed and renewed and set apart just like we were for God's purpose. We need to have a life that sets us up because of God. We must know that as we adhere and trust and rely confidently in our God, in our Savior, that our testimonies about him will allow us to speak authoritatively about what God has done for us, about our experiences with God. Because, see, those that don't uh, believe in God, they're saying that he's a lie. They're saying that uh, they don't believe in him. They're saying that they don't believe in what Jesus did for us. But see, we have to trust in God and everything about him. We can't doubt him. We can't suffer to unbelieve him. We have to ask God to annihilate everything in our lives that causes us to forget that we're walking, living epistles, read of men that says, I will serve God, I will trust God, and that there is none greater than him. So in the parting thought of today's message, it's about trusting God and asking God to take our trust to deeper depths, wider widths, higher altitudes. Why? Because why not me? God's reviving you, restoring you, refreshing you, and rejuvenating you in his love because you're going to trust him every nanosecond of your life and even more than that. Amen and amen. Minister Sylvia, I'm finished. You can, um, with what the Lord has uh, spoken through me on today, you can open up the lines, you can um, say encouraging words, you can pray, you can do whatever God wants you to do and announce our announcements on this week. Thank you, woman of God. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be blessed by the word on today. For yes, we do trust God. I want to just say, if there's anyone on the line listening that have heard from God today, please unmute your phones and just say, I receive it in Jesus' name. The lines are open. Okay, well, I'm going to say, I receive it in Jesus' name. God, I thank you for that rich word on today. I thank you for the opportunity to pour out, as such as the woman has done on today, to just let us know that, God, we can and we do trust you to open up our ears, let us hear. For those that's on their way driving to church, walking in from the parking lot or from Park Place, I want to say for you, those that's at work and not able to unmute, I want to say for you, 
I believe you wanted to uh, unmute the phone, but just in case you couldn't, God, I'm going to say for them, I receive it in Jesus' name. We again thank you for tuning in on this Sunday morning, listening to this awesome woman of God, apostle like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser, that's here every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are so excited about the ministry that God has poured into her that she releases into the atmosphere and pours into us. We thank you for tuning in next Sunday for the following services at the same time. If you all would like to tune in tomorrow night at 9.30, I'm sorry, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, to hear our very own Mother Tony Montgomery, along with Ron Montgomery, Elder Ron Montgomery, they will be on tomorrow night to talk about the biblical way of the Bible, talking about the family. So we just want you all to follow along with us to learn how God is blessing the family to stay together, to come back together, how he's restoring the family, how he's reuniting the family, how he's getting the family to come back to him as a unit. If you will come back next Friday at 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you will be able to hear our very own apostle, I'm sorry, Prophet Antoine Thomas. He will be bringing forth the word on next Friday. Our foundational scripture is Matthew 6 and 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I'm just so happy to, I'm trying to express myself in a way that I don't get overexcited, (laughs) but I am very excited about how God has put his word out there for us that we don't have to say, well, I didn't know, because as the woman of God read it to us from, Revelations, our ears have have been awakened as of this morning. If they was not, God wouldn't have had her to say it. We are responsible from this of what we allow in our gates, of our ears, our ear gates, what we allow to be received from the Lord, and even what we try to let come in our ears from the world. But I'm just asking God to put a Holy Ghost of rest on our ears, that if it don't bring life or bring the word of God, that it don't even, it hurt our ears just to hear it. God, put our ears where the Holy Ghost rest right now, Lord, in your son Jesus' name. I am so excited again, and I know you all are. Thank you, Lord, for today. It's back in your hands, woman of God, for our ending prayer for the service. Amen. Amen. And for those of you who said, I'm not ready yet, God is still working on my yes and my trust. Just know, like God had me release on today, many of you will be sowing. It's going to be bigger than money. Some of you are going to be sowing time. Some of you are going to be sowing praise. Some of you are going to be sowing worship. Some of you are going to be sowing just saying yes. You're going to sow so many yeses to God 
until your wrath will overflow. God, we thank you for the service on today. We thank you for the woman of God that even prayed for us, Minister Renee. We thank you for those that are listening on the World Wide Web. We thank you for those that will listen. We thank you for Minister Margot, how she's going to be an example of your miracles, your signs, and your wonders. We thank you for taking all the pain away. We thank you for taking any and everything away that will cause her any type of distraction from distracting from you. Keep her focused on you, God. Keep her lips and her mouth saying uh, what God did and those things saying in a positive way, in a declaration type way. She's declaring it. She's decreeing it. She's codifying it. She's saying what you've done. And we're going to say on today that we trust you, we trust you, and we trust you. We pray for those that are ministering on tomorrow, Minister Sylvia, Elder Tony, and Elder Ron. God, that the word that they speak will not only edify you, but it will edify the saints according to your word, that your Holy Spirit will speak through them and speak to them, and that when they speak, they cause rivers of living water to pour out of the listeners according to your will and your word. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for your favor. Thank you for your trusting us. Thank you for us trusting in you. The word today, God, is about trust. 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 Trusting you, God, in every area of our life. Amen and amen. Bye-bye.